the final installment of the Senior Bowl risers and fallers. We're doing corners, linebackers, and safeties on today's Renner Ranks. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Renner Ranks, your go-to daily ranks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to those everydayers out there. Don't forget, subscribe, like, follow for free on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Always helps. And I, of course, am your host, Mike Renner, NFL Draft Analyst, formerly a PFF. I know I had some comments after I announced that I am no longer working at the Messenger since the Messenger doesn't exist, that people asked me to go back to PFF. That won't be happening just to sorry to burst your bubble. Some things would some big things would have to happen in terms of the corporate structure of PFF for that to happen. So that's not going to be happening. Today's podcast, though, is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first buzz match up to one hundred dollars. Trevor Sigma does great work over at PFF anyway. Go follow him if you don't. NFL Stock Exchange. Love those guys. It's great catching up with them over the Senior Bowl week, too. Speaking of Senior Bowl week, we are breaking down risers and fallers. Final installment. If you haven't checked out, skill positions, O-line, D-line. Those are the last two episodes. We're doing linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties today. So let's get right into it. Linebackers. Man, one guy really rose up board, up my board especially, up boards, but mine especially. Maybe not other people's. Who knows? Uh, with his performance at the Senior Bowl, Edifuan Ulufoshio, the Washington linebacker, stood out, man, in, in as good a way as you can for linebackers at the Senior Bowl. They're oftentimes put in unwinnable positions in the one-on-ones against running backs, you know, with three to four second routes of a running back coming out of the backfield that they have to guard, double moves I saw on tape. It's like, what are we doing here? Those aren't happening in real life. But Edifuan Ulufoshio... I think I prefaced this on the preview episode saying, you know, he's not a high-end athlete, but at no point does he get necessarily exposed athletically. And it's because he plays so on balance that he changes directions at such a high level. And you saw that against the running backs in the one-on-ones. When they'd come out of the backfield, whether it's angle routes, out routes, going vertical, he settled and he was ready to react to whatever they were doing. And he just plays so patiently that he's not taking the bait when that guy comes, chops his feet out in space. He's just knows he can knows he can make it up. And his measurable 6'1, 239, 32 and a half inch arms stood out in the running game in the team drills there as well. Oh, that stood out in the actual game itself. Like there was just a lot to like from him. Could be. I mean, he's a borderline top 50 player for me. He was top, I believe, just right at the end of the top 75 going into this for me. That's going to be that's gonna be tough because he has a extensive injury history. He's a guy who burst on the scene in 2020, the COVID year, but hasn't had a full season since until this past fall. You probably know him from you know the PBU in the National Championship game, if you know him from anything. He's on the fourth down play there. He's just as a steady, solid linebacker. Him and Junior Colson the Michigan linebacker, who's obviously a junior, wasn't at the senior bowl. Those are the two guys in this class that if I had to bet are just, you know, which of these guys in this class start for eight years plus in the NFL. 
those are the two I'd say, just because there's not a lot of weaknesses that once they get to the next level are going to get exposed. Now, maybe they don't turn into Fred Warner. Maybe they don't turn into that guy that everyone's looking for, the do-it-all, three-down guy at the next level, but they're solid. And that's what – if I'm drafting the guy, if those guys are on the board for me in the third round and I need a linebacker, no-brainers, no-brainer type of picks. Now, another riser for me who is not necessarily a no-brainer type of pick, but I think this guy's going to go a lot higher than where a lot of mocks have him is Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. And now you haven't seen maybe a lot of three-round mocks, but I think this guy's going to end up being a top 100 pick, especially after his performance at the Senior Bowl. His build is wild. 6'1", 244. I mean, he is a stoutly built dude. Carries that very easily. 33-inch arms. His straight-line speed is awesome. It wouldn't surprise me if he runs low four or fives at that size. Some some real high-end explosiveness to his game. And again, that's why that's what gets drafted at linebacker highly. But I was impressed with why we performed in the one-on-ones. I was impressed with uh, how we came downhill, like in the running game portions of it, when he really could kind of just let it rip. Because I think on tape at Kentucky, I, I questioned if he knew what he was seeing consistently. And I thought he was way more decisive at the senior bowl than I ever saw um, for the, for Kentucky this past fall. And, and the guy that if you add, you, you know, again, why people draft traits at linebacker is because when the game does speed up for those guys, that's how you get a Quincy Williams, right? That's how you get a Devondre Campbell. And now more often than not, it seems like those breakouts are later and later at that position because it's such a cerebral position as well. But Everyone wants those guys that they don't have to protect, that they don't have to worry about in coverage. And you think you saw him when he was guarding running backs out of the backfield that you definitely don't have to worry about him getting exposed on wheel routes, vertical routes, that sort of thing. Guy can kind of fly. So thought he was a riser over the course of the week. Those are the two like big risers. I'll say that probably the only other notable name you know, high, you know, high end name that was there at the linebacker position, Peyton Wilson, who could go, you know, top 75. I thought he was solid. I don't think he did anything to rise up my board. I was already really high on him. Didn't do anything to fall either. Six foot four, 234, with only 30 and an eighth inch arms. So a little, little stubby, little, little uh, T Rexy, if you will. Not an ideal build. Probably why he kind of comes in high as a tackler. It's almost out of necessity, uh, <laughs> maybe. But uh, I still think on tape, like performance-wise, nothing to worry about there for me. A guy who did show some stuff to worry about, though, unfortunately, James Williams, the Miami linebacker, slash safety. Played safety his entire career at Miami. Uh, I talked about in the preview episode. There's a guy who's 6'5", listed at 215 in Miami, comes in at 230 here to the Senior Bowl, so knows, hey, I'm not going to be a safety at the next level. Judging by how he had to guard running backs, though, I'm not sure he's even going to be a linebacker. He, he didn't. If you're a former safety that doesn't look good in coverage against tight ends and running backs, that's concerning. And not only like didn't look good, like he was maybe the worst linebacker there in terms of coverage reps. It was just stumbles out of breaks, stiff to turn the hips. He just, I, I don't, I don't think he has necessarily what it takes to be a, a 
impact coverage player. And then at that point, like you're going to teach that guy to take on blocks and be a true box linebacker, like a true inside between the tackles linebacker. Man, I don't know. Not a great showing for him. Obviously came out early. Seems like he wants or would want that decision back at this point. We'll get to corners in just a second. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or tailgate this Sunday. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, that's $50 off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more. So again, thread that needle there. Get right at between 15 and 20. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS it is just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks want to play along some of prize picks favorite players like rapper meek mill and comedian andrew schultz why wouldn't you you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in in the prize picks community every single week go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown nfl and use code lockdown nfl for a first deposit match prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy All right, not to the cornerback position where the riser, the biggest one, was quite easily Quinion Mitchell. Not, not the biggest one, excuse me, the most impressive guy over the course of the week. He was already the top corner going in on pretty much everyone's board. But over the course of the week, just proved it again and again. Toledo corner, six foot, 195, 31 and eighth inch arms, box tick, box tick, box tick, and then his ability and press he's so strong and not he's not overtly physical which i kind of like with his body type and his play style but he jostles you and makes you work for it at every moment along the way like he's not the guy who's really trying to end it at the line of scrimmage get up in your grill and then leave himself exposed potentially he's very patient and he takes his chances when he can. He's like a, a boxer with like the counterpunch. He's like a Floyd Mayweather. He's not going for the knockout. He's just going to score a bunch of jabs on you, and you're going to be annoyed, and you're not going to get open against him. So Quinion Mitchell, you know, everyone loses a couple times in the one-on-ones, even the most dominant guys. That was about it for Quinion Mitchell over the course of the week. He had reps where he just made guys fall to the ground. He had reps where he was right at the catch point breaking it up. He had a nasty pick in the end zone on vertical route where he played the ball better than wide receiver did. So yeah, Quinion Mitchell, get ready to hear about him as a top 20 potential pick at this point. I'm looking at the Colts at 15 as maybe like a starting spot for him. I know Chris Ballard loves traits in his corners. Philadelphia Eagles at 22 would be surprised if he goes past that. You know, with 
how many teams in that mix could also use corners with the Steelers with the Rams also right there. All right. Next up, Jarvis Brownlee, the Louisville corner. Man, he showed out. And as tape at Louisville, he was up and down. The guy took a few too many chances over the course of his career. So some background on him. Three-year starter. Past two years at Louisville, year prior to that at Florida State. Spent his first three years at Florida State. Has played majority outside over the course of his career. But body type-wise, play style-wise, I think he can kick into the slot too. He's 5'10", 183, but really long arms, 31 and three quarters. What I loved was his change of direction ability. It was as good as it got on the field there in Mobile. Underneath routes, uh, he got his hands on more passes than anyone else over the course of the week, picked off numerous balls as well. And I just thought in man coverage, and I said this on Lockdown Bengals earlier, there's like two things you need. You need the athletic traits, right? And I think those sometimes get overdrafted. But then you also need to be able to diagnose where a wide receiver is going before they go there with their route stems, with their head fakes, with their body moves, whatever it is. You have to have that ability to read it so that you're not just saying, I'm going to follow them when they turn that way. It's saying, oh, based off of what that shimmy shake that they just showed, that means they're going out route. That means they're going dig route, whatever it is. He had that better than anyone there on tape. He was diagnosing where that route was going to take them based off the stem, based off of their release, whatnot. So big fan of corners like that. That leads to playmaking ability at the next level. That leads to hands-on footballs. That leads to big plays. Now, again, boomer busts, even at the Senior Bowl, on tape as well. So something to keep in mind when you talk about him. But he easily played his way into a top 100 pick, in my opinion. I think that is pretty firm at this point in time. Last one I'll highlight here, and it's a guy who I hadn't actually watched prior to the Senior Bowl. Hand up. There were a few guys. And it's Elijah Jones. Boston College cornerback. He's 6'2", 182, 31 and a quarter inch arms. So he's a long dude, but a little skinny. And I thought he did well to handle more physical receivers there. This guy's played a ton of football, 2,736 career snaps. That's, you know, that wasn't even possible until the COVID year, right? That's a ton of ball for the guy. This year, only nine games, but five picks in those nine games. I think he uses length really well. Use it also to kind of keep his body clean in that he doesn't let kind of bigger wide receivers take advantage of him by really getting a shoulder like into his chest and whatnot that he kind of puts the initial point of contact there with an outstretched arm and then makes the wide receivers have to adjust from there and not really be able to push him away uh, at that point. So like what I saw from him, probably still a day three type of guy but definitely a guy who knows how to play the cornerback position. Lacking elite traits, lacking good size for the position too, good play strength, but he definitely knows how to play corner. There were a lot of guys, though, that I thought just ticked the box. You know, basically went down to Mobile, and the whatever evaluation you had on them does not change after what they did in the one-on-ones. That was Chow Smith-Wade, the slightly undersized corner from Washington State. That was Cam Hart the Notre Dame corner, the massive press corner there that can really fly. Chris Abrams drains the Missouri corner with some slot outside versatility. Uh, DJ James, the Auburn corner, Kyrie Jackson, the Oregon corner. 
Nehemiah Pritchett, the other Auburn corner. Like they're those guys, you know, not perfect by any means. No one is in the one-on-ones, but I thought they all did well enough over the course of the week practices. The one guy though that'll highlight in the faller, and he might be the biggest faller I've ever seen at the senior bowl. <sighs> Unfortunately. And it's tough because he's not even a senior, and it's Kalen King, the Penn State corner. That was I don't even I don't even want to like go to the place that I'm thinking of because I don't want to kick a man while he's down. It was one of the worst performances I've seen in the senior bowl one-on-ones for a cornerback. And that's like including guys who come from D2 and FCS and don't even get drafted. The just the confidence of him right now is shot, man. This was a guy who was in every first round mock I saw before the season. Every single one. I believe I discussed this that he was, you know, his tape was legitimately nasty as a sophomore. And he went into the senior bowl and had the confidence of me trying to talk to girls at bars when I was 19 years old, right? Like it was just not good, unfortunately. So, Kalen, man, out. I, I feel for him. I hope someone gets in his ear, turns things around because there's still talent there. But it did not show on the field down in Mobile. We'll get to safeties in just one second. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need an opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. Why is golf just like impossible? I mean, you fix one thing and then that breaks something else in your swing. I have obviously a lot of downtime on my hands and it's just, I just, I hate it, but I love it. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team or golf. And it's important to get those things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. All right, safety, last position group here. And unfortunately, we have only one riser in the safety group. I was not impressed with how these guys fared in the one-on-ones for the vast majority of the week. The one guy that I thought really, though, put some things on tape to boost his stock for NFL evaluators, something that like you know, he didn't necessarily do a ton of at his stop, was Cole Bishop, the Utah safety. 6'2", 209. Now he came in with short arms. Another, another T-Rex, 29 and 5 ace. That's tough, man, at 6'2". And I feel for those guys. Those... They got to get custom shirts at that size. Um, like dress shirts, not just like normal shirts. Normal shirts fit fine still. But Cole Bishop against tight ends, one-on-one, lockdown, man. He was awesome. It was, you know, Grant Delpit-esque, let's say. Grant Delpit right now, my favorite safety to watch guard tight ends. Cole Bishop was tremendous. You know, he's physical at that size. Obviously, he doesn't have great length, but he has the strength and just the easy hips to keep up with tight end. So a role that you could easily fill at the next level. Very impressed with what he put on tape over the course of the week in that regard. Now the downside 
numerous guys, but at the top of the safety class, the, I was excited to watch the safety class because it featured my top two safeties on my draft board going in. Cam Kinchins from Miami, Javon Bullard from Georgia. I watched every single one of their one-on-one -on -one reps against slot receivers, tight ends, and there was not a lot of redeeming qualities. These guys did not show me a high-end man cover skill set. And what I talked about with Jarvis Brownlee, the Louisville corner, being able to kind of like see where they're going before they go there. I didn't see that with Bullard Kinchins at all. And now it's a different thing that they're asked than what they're traditionally asked to do. But Bullard, not so much, man. He guarded the slot last year. That was his position back in 2022 at Georgia that I thought he would look better in it. Only had probably one or two reps that were like positive over the course of the week. So yeah, just probably two guys that it doesn't, it's not a death knell by any means. Not every defense is going to ask you to cover the slot as a safety. In fact, a lot don't nowadays, but it's also something that if you can't do that, you're not going to go very highly, right? You're probably not going to go top 50. I'd say I'd be hard pressed to see these guys going top 50 at this point. Um, possibly you can always sneak in again for a certain role. I still like them, but I just don't think that uh, they put they did themselves enough to really get into that. You know, that area where top safeties go nowadays, kind of between 32 and 50, that's where you'll see one or two or three come off the board most drafts, it seems like nowadays. I don't know if they make that it there. Last one, I'll highlight it down. Jalen Simpson, the Auburn safety, shows up 5'11", 178, which it would be the lightest safety in the NFL when that's the case. That's just, you know, not a lot of defenses want to take the chance with a safety that light. And then, so more likely than not, he's going to be a corner. And then the one-on-ones in terms of coverage did not look like a corner, flat out. So that's just a tough, tough skill, tough sell for anything other than like a pure single high roll for that guy. So unfortunate. I was like excited for the safeties, but sadly not ideal. Two guys I'll mention that I pumped their tires on the pre-senior bowl pod to hit on. Tyke. Smith, the other Georgia safety, but he's really just slot corner. He's played slot pretty much his entire career. I thought he looked solid in the slot. Nothing special. I thought his frame was great, though. 5'9", 206, 31 and 3 inch arms. Looked better in the team stuff than the pure one-on-ones. That's where he wins. He's just guy has a high football IQ. Great at taking on blocks. Great at filling in the run game. He's basically almost like another walked-out linebacker. He's your old school. What a weak side linebacker would have been. Same with Sione Vaki, who in the one-on-ones, he's that's not his game whatsoever. He's 5'11", 211, and only has 29 and a half inch arms. But against the run in the team drills was an animal, ferocious. The guy was coming downhill. I wish they would have let him hit and tackle because he was at the ball carrier on numerous occasions. And then they threw him in and let him run some routes, and the guy could run routes. He ran routes with the wide receivers, I believe, two one route with the wide receivers. It was pretty mad. I think it was just like a slant, but he won. And then he ran uh, two or three routes with the running backs and won them all. Like he, he, he might be an offensive player next fall. I don't think that's out of the question with how gifted this guy is athletically. So we shall see. And 5'11", 211 with 29 and a half inch arms, that could be a mean slot receiver. That's what his high school coach DM me and said. I'm, I'm excited to see where he ends up, though. And I'm excited to talk more draft with you guys throughout this week. But I'm hoping to have a draft board update 
for you guys sometime here soon. Make it probably a two, three, maybe even a five-parter where we go through a top 100. If that interests you, we shall see. Until then, you've been listening to Renner Ranks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.